T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's not like a revenge game or, or anything like that for me. Like, I left on good terms, left and went to go win a Super Bowl. I had a great relationship with everybody in that facility. Didn't have any bad blood with anybody in there. So, for me, it was like I didn't want to leave. You know, I, I cried real tears when I left. So, to see them again and to see that organization winning and starting to do better is, you know, a treat for me. It's not like it, it, it would never be the, the other way around for me. That is Bill's defensive end, Von Miller. He's going to walk into the Hall of Fame someday. And, you know, the NFL, you don't do it by team, right? It's not like baseball where you wear a cap, right? You just go in and they kind of list all the teams that you played for. But let's be honest. I mean, Von Miller, if that were the case, uh, he would be a Denver Bronco. And that's no slight against the Bills, the Rams, of course, but he spent over a decade in Denver. Now he gets to face his former team tonight. He is one team removed from them, went to the Rams, of course. Now he's with the Buffalo Bills tonight, Monday Night Football Bills Broncos joining me on the Wester hotline right now. Good buddy Brandon Chris Stahl from KOA Colorado Fox Sports Radio in Denver as well. Brandon, you've gotten to know Von over the years. I mean, um, just kind of his place in Denver in sports history in Broncos status. And by the way, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Sal. And you know, there's two reasons I'm bummed I'm not in Buffalo today. One is because I wanted to catch up with Von Miller, and two, I wanted to see you, but. That'll have to wait for <laughs> I love it. for down, for down yeah. the road, buddy. But uh, I know it's going to be, obviously, a, a fun day for, for both cities, both fan bases, and, and hopefully a fun game. Uh, but, no, Vaughn, Vaughn, for me, and last week somebody in town, I can't remember who, tweeted their top five favorite Broncos of all time, right, and tried to figure out, you know, where to rank everybody. And obviously you start with Elway 1, and some people are debating where to put Peyton Manning. I have Floyd Little a lot higher than most people do. But I have Von Miller second because I can argue as good as Champ Bailey was, and he was great, and as great as Steve Atwater was, he was, you know, this side of Ronnie Lott, the best safety in that era for, for my money. That Von Miller has been the best, second best Bronco since John Elway. And Terrell Davis was a huge part of those Super Bowl teams and really transformed the way they played. But 
for as good as Vaughn was, for as dominant, as game-changing as he was, and, of course, in that run to Super Bowl 50 and the Super Bowl 50 MVP, he was out of this world, to have the most sacks in franchise history and to be the face of the franchise for a lot of years, that, yeah, they wanted to win more games, but you know how it goes without the right quarterback or without a quarterback. It doesn't really matter. But for my money, if we're doing a Mount Rushmore, Vaughn's face is right there second next to John Elway's. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, what he's noted for is obviously being at his best in the biggest of moments. And I think this kind of this night tonight could qualify for something like that, which is Monday Night Football, his team's backs against the wall. He's facing his former team. You've seen Vaughn, as you said, MVP of a Super Bowl. He rises to the occasion in these types of moments. Yeah, and it was funny because, you know, one of your colleagues, I believe, asked him last week in that media session where he spent the first three and a half minutes just talking about how much he loves Denver and his former teammates and the equipment guys and going on and on and on. But asked if it was extra motivation, he said that he's not wired like that, and I and I do believe that. I think he's just wired, to your point, to come <laughs> to come with it in the biggest moments, and noting that yep. he obviously has been a little slow in his return, and and when you turn when you tear an ACL, you're not going to necessarily come right out of the gate and and be at your best. That almost never happens right away in game one. But the fact that he hasn't registered a tackle or a sack is maybe a little bit of a head scratcher. Certainly the tackle part, and so yeah, I think yeah. the chance to get after a couple tackles that he knows he's likely still got a, a, an ability to get by. Mike McGlinchey, for as good as he can be in the run game, struggles in the passing game and did in San Francisco, certainly has here in Denver. And Vaughn wrecked many a, a training camp practice and, and other and other practices throughout the years going by Garrett Bowles. So I think we'll see Vaughn line up on both sides and with how much Russell Wilson can hold on to the ball at times, waiting for things to develop or waiting to, to be able to, to maneuver, to be able to see – throws downfield. I, I won't be surprised if Vaughn has more than one sack tonight. I don't know if it'll be the difference in the game. We know that Vaughn likes to aim for the football. You've seen him teach that techniques to other players. But yeah, I'd expect Vaughn to come out, not because it's his old team, but because the, the lights are the brightest. And then there just happens to be the factor of his old team has guys he knows he can beat. Certainly he knows he, he can sneak a thing or two by Garrett Bowles. Not that Garrett didn't practice against Vaughn plenty, but if we were going to keep score, Vaughn won a lot more of those than he lost. Brandon Kristall on the West, her hotline. All right, I'm struggling here about the Broncos in this manner. So I look at their rankings and on defense, 32nd, 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 yards per play, yards per game, passing, rushing, all that. Then you go, wait a minute, well, come on. It's, it's a lot of this is skewed because of that 70-point game. Look what they've done the last three weeks. All right, set it straight. Like, how much, Brandon, is actually skewed by that 70-point game and say, you know what, that's really not who they are, or how much is like, yeah, you know what, though, they still have some struggles. That game kind of was indicative of some other things going on, but kind of lay out where they actually should be here. They should probably be middle of the pack and, and higher than that in, in some respects, and I'm not trying to be dismissive of that game, but the stats were so crazy when you give up over 700 yeah. yards to an opponent and 70 points. You were without Justin Simmons, and you heard Jordan Poyer say a couple of weeks ago, his favorite safeties are himself, Micah Hyde, and Justin Simmons. Justin's been a, <laughs> yeah. a, an All-Pro a couple times, and and is really the the straw that serves the drink because he can keep everyone aligned. And then you've got Josie Jewell and, and Alex Singleton in front of him, and Josie Jewell wasn't in that game. Neither was Mike Purcell, and it, it fell apart really quickly. But since those guys have all been back, the defense has been a lot better. Now they still lost a game they likely should have won against the Jets. Um, and you say should have won. This is the league, right? You have to figure out ways to win. They were beating the Raiders. They were beating Washington 21-3, and they allowed Sam Howell to, to come back and, and obviously turn into Superman in, in the second half. So those are all kind of inexcusable when you talk about good teams, right? Good teams find ways to win those games. But as we saw yesterday with five walk-off field goals, we know how close this league is. Right. And so they're definitely not the worst defense in football. And I think 
you know, when you when you look at the other side of the coin, when you hold Patrick Mahomes, who's still a pretty good quarterback, I get his numbers aren't what they mm-hmm. what they've been in recent <laughs> years. In fact, yeah. Russell Wilson has more still. touchdowns and yards. But you hold Russ or you hold Patrick Mahomes one touchdown in two games. That means you're doing something right, okay? Not just because they play them a lot, because they play them a lot and lost to them 15 straight times. So <laughs> I, I think that it's right. it's a situation where they aren't as bad as as their numbers indicate but they aren't the best defense in football. Now, they have been a top-10 defense even in bad years over the last handful of years, whether it was Vance Joseph as the head coach and helping with the defense or Vic Fangio, or even last year the defense with DeJero Ivero in obviously a, a disastrous year for Nathaniel Hackett in the offense. So they can make plays. They have playmakers. And then as much as everyone misses Vaughn Miller, when Baron Browning's healthy, that's a third-rounder out of Ohio State, you'll see him tonight wearing number 56. He's been number two in the NFL in edge pressure just the last two weeks. He's only been back in those two games and really rounded into form against the Chiefs. Or I say last two weeks, last two games that he played. Obviously, they had a bye last week. So keep an eye on, on number 56. I'm not going to call him Vaughn, the next Vaughn Miller, but he does have Vaughn Miller traits and, and a unique bend that you can't really coach or teach. You know, you remember Derek Wolf, who obviously played here forever. One of my favorite conversations yep. ever was after his rookie year. I said, hey, what did you learn from Elvis Doomerville, obviously a pro bowler, and what have you learned from Vaughn? He goes, oh, Elvis taught me this with my hands and this with, with, uh, with this sort of leverage. He goes, I can't learn anything from Vaughn. He's like, my body doesn't bend like that. I can't do any of the things. <laughs> now, Vaughn's gotten a lot better at, at learning how to teach techniques and things guys can do, and we know he does a Vaughn Miller pass rush academy every year. But, yep. uh, you know, he's a freak. And so this kid, Baron Browning, out of Ohio State, and they like their other edge rushers, and Jonathan Cooper, who also from Ohio State in that same draft three years ago, but he was a seventh rounder. And then this kid, Nick, uh, Nick Benito, who they took with their first draft pick two years ago when they got Russell Wilson. He was at the end of the second round. He's had some some sparks for sure. So they, they've got pieces, but they're, they're not the 85 Bears, and they're certainly not that, that team that in 2015 Von Miller was a Super Bowl MVP of. But they, they can make things hard for Josh Allen and company. doesn't mean they will, but they can. All right, so before I get to the offense, where are they vulnerable on defense? What's been the spot that even outside of that game, you say, you know what, they don't do this particularly well, and if this is the way the Bills would probably attack them? Well, they've been vulnerable in, in the run game at times. Brees Hall gashed them. That was 70 yeah. yards on one play, but they've certainly been susceptible to that. And it, it can kind of steamroll quickly, but the the way that the Dolphins were able to kind of dice them up in the running game, again, they're missing nose tackle, a middle linebacker, and safety. And so at the same time, when Josie Jewell's on the field, he's always near the ball and makes a bunch of tackles, but he's not great in coverage. So I'd be, I'd be extra concerned about Dalton Kincaid if I'm them. I think that Pat Sertan will likely be on Stephon Diggs most of the night. Uh, doesn't mean you won't see him on Gabe Davis some. And, and so I think that even backs out of the backfield are always – susceptible you know the, their linebackers are susceptible to get beat there too so that that's what i'd be looking at more than anything i, I don't know if josh is going to throw for 350 although he could uh but i certainly think that if i'm putting in any any fun parlays i'm probably going over on dalton kincaid catches and yards all right i'm glad you brought up russell wilson and the fact that you know what he's done this year i think it's gone a little bit unnoticed really because of the season they're having because of the concentration on what happened in the defense and that he's had a bit of a bounce back year here right i mean 16 touchdowns four interceptions um, just kind of tell us how Russ's season has gone, and especially compared to last year, and this kind of resurgence and rebirth under Sean Payton, especially over the last several weeks. Well, and it's kind of a work in progress, but as much as I like Nathaniel Hackett, the the person, Nathaniel Hackett, the coach, has, has struggled. <laughs> and and yeah. so whether it was 
you know, last year calling the plays here and running the whole show or calling the plays with New York. And I understand his numbers would look a little different if Aaron Rodgers were the quarterback right now. But that being said, Sean Payton's done a really good job of kind of reconditioning Russ and, and trying to get back to what works so well in Seattle. And you look at the, the Broncos, especially with their advanced metrics, and I don't want to pretend like I know how to how to calculate all of that, but I just see the numbers that other people are nice enough to share with us. And the the Broncos are right at the top of the league in terms of their ability to run the football. The biggest issue is that they kind of yep. abandon it from time to time. And and I think that Sean, even though he knows fundamentally he wants to run the football, that he just he can't help himself. And I think some of that is what Nathaniel Hackett had last year where he was trying to get Russ an MVP. But that being said, they're trying to just teach Russ. So I got this secondhand, but from a very good source, that an offensive coordinator that worked with Russ, that he's the – the most difficult quarterback that anyone can ever work with because most OCs want to get you on first and 10 to second and six to third and two or three, right? Because then your whole playbook's open on third and short where you can do uh, a number of things. But Russ on first and 10, as he's scrambling around, he sees a guy 18 yards downfield, so he's going to let it rip. And his whole life he's made that throw, and most times it's worked out for him, right? He didn't accidentally throw 300 touchdowns in, in Seattle, 292 in the regular season. I'm probably shorting him on some postseason touchdowns. And so in a decade, you don't accidentally do do that, right? But Pete Carroll did a good job of kind of just managing the game, keeping it close. They had good defenses and good running games a lot of those years. And so that's obviously things that every good team has to have in general. But the biggest thing with Russ is that he is taking kind of that easy cheese that you'll hear you know, quarterbacks and, and OCs talk about. Just, hey, if there's a four-yard dump off in the flat, just take it. And then let's live to fight another day. And if there's a sack, and don't don't force it. Don't throw it over your head. Don't don't worry about it. We'll take second and seventeen rather than a turnover. And and so I think that's part of it is just kind of reconditioning that. Hey, we don't have to take deep shots. That's we don't want to take deep shots. Sean said that early in the year. He goes, sixteen play drives are great, but I'd love a couple five play scoring drives as well. And so I think the more they work together, the better you'll see out of Russ. You know, based on what his physical limitations are in his mid thirties, but he's lost fifteen pounds, so that's why you've seen him run better that's helped their running numbers and so they won't necessarily be designed runs but if russ sees six eight yards he's just going to go take it and then look for the the bigger play in subsequent plays and so i think that's been kind of the biggest thing is that he's not trying to win mvp he's just trying to win football games i mean mclaughlin his numbers are incredible but you just said it i mean only four carries last game looking at his game log by the way it's not like i watch every single game that closer no, look at the numbers it's, it's and weird. it's still it's, it's still weird. williams right at 27 last game well, and, and that was just kind of the way the game played out and what happened on some of those yeah. plays, right? But gotcha. you did have Williams in there, and, and Williams is rounding into form. And it reminds me, because Sean's had so many running back combos, going back to those Deuce McAllister days, yeah. whether it was Reggie Bush or, or Darren Sproles. But most recently, I think we remember, you know, when they lost to the Rams on that controversial call in the NFC title game, they had as good a one-two punch with Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. And And while I think Williams does things a little differently than – than maybe Ingram, they're still kind of built about the same. And, and I don't want to say that McLaughlin is the next Alvin Kamara just yet, but the kid was the all-time college football uh, yards from scrimmage or total yardage, you know, accumulator maybe that we've ever seen, 8,100 yards at, at Youngstown. And and he was at wow. something other Notre Dame before, like so not the actual Notre Dame, something else Notre Dame. Uh, but, <laughs> but regardless, right. the kid just eats yards. And so – uh, they've got to figure out more ways to get him involved, and they've tried, but they also like Samaj P. Ryan, especially on in third-down situations to either catch the ball or certainly be good in, in pass protection. So it, it's been a struggle to not only figure out how to get McLaughlin more touches and more snaps, but also Marvin Mims, their top draft pick out of Oklahoma, who they traded up to go get, 
and and trying to figure out how to use how to use Mims more because he's he he might still be leading the NFL in average or in yards per catch because he was averaging like 24 yards per catch. They weren't throwing him the ball because they can't get him on the field. They're playing little Jordan Humphrey ahead of him a lot, and so those two guys can can really wreak havoc on a defense. It's a question of figuring out how to get them in the game and get them the ball. Notre Dame College, a private Roman Catholic college in South Euclid, Ohio. There you go. There you go. From Forest Hills so not, in North Carolina, yeah, Notre Dame College to Youngstown State to the Denver Broncos. Yeah, they don't have they don't have an NBC contract at Notre Dame College. Uh, <laughs> I don't believe like they do at the University of Notre no. Dame. Um, but uh, the, the kid's a uh, stud, and even though that you could argue it's a lot of tread on the tires, you, we could tell from the get go whether it's in the spring against not air, but obviously no contact, or in training camp you're like, well, this kid just looks different. Then he had a touchdown in all three preseason games. He had two against the Niners, and like you just got to figure out a way to get this guy on the field. And so they've been working on it, but they still haven't come up with the right formula how to how to use everybody. So before I let you go, um, I remember growing up, you know, back, you know, I don't know, in the '90s, thinking, you know, Buffalo and Denver were very similar. They, you know, the Broncos had gone to Super Bowls and lost. Buffalo did, and then finally, right, Denver gets over the hump, and John Elway wins a couple, and Denver has their first major championship, and then the Avs in '96 get their championship, and then the Nuggets get their first championship. So we're not the same anymore as far as cities, but what's it been like, <laughs> kind of reveling in? Uh, how long did the how long did the after party last in the hangover after the Nuggets championship? I think it's just finally winding down as they're like, oh, well, we have another season. We want to go try to win win another <laughs> know, one right? because those guys, those guys, if you if you followed whether it was Nikola Jokic all across Serbia, uh, going to his horse races or hanging out in clubs, or Michael Malone enjoying his time following Nathaniel Rateliff in the night sweats across Europe, or Aaron Gordon and, and company, they 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 got their celebrating in just like the Abs did a year ago, and the Abs have been yeah. a little perplexing this year. Obviously, you saw. What happened in their trip to Buffalo, and they lose eight two the other night to yeah. to the the Blues. They've been up and down, but you, you got to like their talent. And the Nuggets are right there. A tough loss last night to to the Rockets, but they they're going to be in the mix late. And both these teams have such good young cores with superstars and the Avs with Kale McCarr and, and Nathan McKinnon. Obviously, McCarr might be the best player in hockey, or certainly is uh, no lower than second on most people's list. At least if you believe all the the national pundits out there. So it's a lot of fun. It's just. Everyone knows this is a Broncos town, right? And like, oh, the Rockies play baseball too. We'll worry about them down the road. But uh, <laughs> the Nugs and Avs at one well, at one point, Sal, they are going to have a combined deep run where I'm just going to live at that building every night from April through June. <laughs> this could be the year. It could be another year. Uh, you know, another year or two because stars have to align and guys have to stay healthy and all that. But it's been it's been a lot of fun. That being said, this is a Broncos town, and you know, I know how much they love the Sabers there. When I was there for a, a Bills game. Uh, a few years ago working for Westwood One, I couldn't believe on a college football Saturday, Notre Dame's playing USC, and I, w- I went to Duff's. The amount of TVs they just threw on random hockey games on a Saturday, I'm like, there's a bunch of <laughs> those college games on too. But hockey was definitely prominent, and the Sabres had already played in yeah. maybe in Carolina earlier that day. I'm like, what are we doing here? There's all these West Coast college games. Why are we not watching them? <laughs> I love it. Um, I yeah, love it. I love it, man. It, it, it's, it's been fun. <laughs> hey, and I've told you this before, with Vaughn there, uh, if it's not yeah. going to be a Broncos run to the Super Bowl, I'd love to cover a Bill Super Bowl run and, and to see Vaughn get yet another ring and to see that great fan base. You know, I'm pals with Andre Reid, and, and I know how much they love their yeah. fans there. Um, and so one of my wife's brothers lives in Buffalo, and, and he lives and dies with the Bills. And so um, it, it, it'd be fun to see. But I, I know that this uh, the Broncos defense is going to make things hard for him tonight. All right, buddy, listen. Um 
Yeah, I'm bummed I can't see you as well, but we'll catch up at the owners' meetings or uh, maybe college basketball somewhere down the road. We uh, we're, we or both share that passion as well, Brandon. Week, right? Maybe Super Bowl. There you week. go, buddy. Vegas. Yeah, That's right. That, that'd be know? that'd be great. So. Brandon, thanks for joining me, man. I appreciate. It. Have a uh, have a great rest of your day, and um, obviously the coverage tonight. Appreciate you. Thanks. Talk to you soon. All right, that is Brandon Cristal. Good guy there, KOA Denver, in uh, covering the Broncos and everything else. He he loves those. See, he's like a lot of us. He loves his. Denver sports like we love our Buffalo sports. All right, I'm a little late to the break. That's okay. Brandon was great. We'll do that. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the hour. Then Matt Bove on the other side of that. From the Bills side of things, Channel 7, WKBW, the game will be on TV there tonight. And, of course, on the Buffalo Bills radio network here on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.